The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Curry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Let's get it out of here. Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins tonight on TNT. Curling fans, as America's best curling teams prepare to compete on the world stage, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Get ready for everything that you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, anything involving Team USA forming and the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea for Team USA Curling is found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson and the 12th In Sports Network crew powered by Isagenics. Are coming to you live poolside at the patch here in Las Vegas, Nevada, site of the 2018 World Men's Curling Championships. Again, I'm Price Atkinson with 12, the 12th Inn Sports Network, and this is Jerry Gertz, President and CEO of Curling Zone, one of my partners in crime. Jerry, first time we've had a chance to do this in a live audience, episode 43 of the Extra Extra In podcast. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Poolside in, at the Orleans in Las Vegas. You know, what an amazing experience. We couldn't uh, live a better life uh, coming and doing curling here uh, in a place like this. Yeah, I mean, this is just uh, just fabulous. The setting, the backdrop. I mean, this is unlike anything we've ever seen when it comes to world-class events around the sport of curling. And first of all, before we go any further... I want to make sure we give a big thank you to Rod Paulson, Stu over here, everybody, John Killerin with the organizing committee that's put on just an incredible event here at the Orleans Arena over there to behind us, but certainly these guys standing over here to our left to allow us to do this here on the stage at the patch here poolside at the Orleans Hotel. So really, really appreciate uh, you guys allowing us to do this. This is going to be a lot of fun over the next 30 minutes is we got a lot to bring you, but for everybody who is listening here for the first time, we are the Extra Extra in Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network powered by Isagenics. We are based out of the United States, Rochester, New York. Joe uh, Calabrese and Brian Anderson started the 12th in Sports Network several years ago, and they broadcast U.S. Nationals, uh, the U.S. Olympic Trials in partnership with NBC Sports, do a various uh, uh, events around the country with local clubs, Jerry and you know, it's really the guy, those guys that helped make this all possible for us to have done this for 43, now 43 episodes, which you can listen to every episode on iTunes, where you can subscribe for the 12th and uh, the Extra Extra and Podcast, right there on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, you can get it on Stitcher, Google Play, or also right there on the 12th and Sports Network homepage, tesn.us forward slash podcast, Jerry. Yeah, those guys have really done some great work with uh, USA Curling and, and bringing uh, the Nationals to to the masses. You know, the amount of work that Brian and Joe put together to put together a top-class uh, quality broadcast is great. And, and now we've extended into podcasting, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it absolutely has been a lot of fun. And we're going to have some fun over here the next 30, 35 minutes or so as we're recording. We'll have this podcast up for everybody that's not here poolside. Around <laughs> Shame the on s- them. Shame <laughs> on them for not being here. You got that right. So we'll have that up a little bit later for those who are going to hear the podcast. 
But we've got a lot we're going to bring you. We've got some guests that are going to come up and join us on stage. We've got John Killerin, the event manager of the World Men's Curling Championship. He is going to join us here in about, oh, five or ten minutes. We've got Devin Haru from CBC News who's going to join us, cover the Canadian side of curling. We obviously have a big game here tonight. USA-Canada, USA-Canada. Oh, it's going to be Battle of the Fans behind us in Orleans Arena. we got that coming tonight. And then our man Corey Dropkin is going to join us in the final segment uh, to talk about uh, this U.S.-Canada rivalry. We'll also bring you a couple interviews. I caught up with Jeff Walker last night and Brad Gushu. We'll bring you those two short interviews here in the final segment to get you ready for U.S.-Canada this evening. But first, we've got a U.S. game coming up here, Jerry, in just a matter of, oh, about an hour and 20 minutes. U.S. versus Italy at 1.30. Yeah, the Italians have really played a, a solid uh, season this year. You know, they, they performed well at the Olympics. They, you know, they beat Schuster's team early in the event. They gave Canada a good run for their money. The big thing about the Italians, though, I think, you, you, you know, the U.S. guys, they need to, they need to use their strength of, of putting rocks in play, setting up uh, ends to score, and they can take advantage of, of the Italians in that situation and hopefully get their third win here. Yeah, the U.S. gets back on the winning side of the ledger uh, in their second game yesterday, knocking off Germany, which was a really key win. U.S. Yeah. now 2-6, and six, won the opening game uh, of, the, of the spiel. Then they lose, what, six in a row, Jerry, yeah, but really a bounce back win yesterday that the U.S. and Rich Ruinen, Greg Persinger, um, you know, Colin Huffman and Phil Tilker desperately needed. Yeah, it's been a bit of a struggle for those guys. I know uh, Greg's got to be feeling it a bit. He's had some last shot uh, misses that uh, turned what looked like wins into losses. But rookie uh, fourth stone thrower here this week, it's, it's a huge experience for, for Greg. And to get an opportunity to throw some stones in this atmosphere, you know what, a, a lot of the top players in the game, they, they had to learn to win, learn to make those shots. And, you know, when you get in the hack to throw that last rock, there's a lot of adrenaline going through your body, and you got to learn how to manage that. And, you know, you slide out of the hack, you think you're throwing draw weight, but, you're th- but your body naturally kicks out, and you're, you know, you're throwing more like uh, hack. <laughs> so, you know, you got to learn to manage that, the heart rate and everything that comes with throwing those shots for the win. And you know what, for... For most people, outside of uh, outside of a few special cases, it's a learned behavior. Yeah, two and six. Uh, but as Brad Gushu said when I was talking with him last night, he said, "Look, these guys are a lot better than what their record indicates." And you know, four of those six losses came on steals in the final end. And you know, you look at the numbers statistically. You know, the sh- shooting percentage—they're really right there in the thick of things. I mean, Colin uh, Rich. Uh, Greg and Tilker, they're all right there in the middle in terms of where they're shooting for the, for the tournament overall. Yep. Haven't exactly played bad. Had a bad game against Sweden. Didn't exactly play well against Germany, but still nonetheless got a win, that much-needed win. Now we're going to see if they can build off of, against Italy here coming up at 130. Yeah, you do a deeper dive into the numbers, and you see a lot of positives out of this team. And, you know, let's see. Uh, you know, hopefully tonight they give uh, Gushu and the boys a, a good run. Yeah, we've got a lot of things to, uh, to hit on. Again, we've got some interviews coming up. John Killerin, the event manager of this 2018 World Men's Curling Championship, been really good to us. Appreciate all his support. He's going to join us here coming up in the next segment. But, Jerry, got some meetings going on right now with the World Curling Federation. Story came out uh, just, what, last day, two days, really about possibly going from 10 ends to 8 ends. What a change that might be. Yeah, I think. The change is coming. There's definitely a lot of uh, um, 
you know, management, organizers, I think a lot of support from teams to, to go from 10 to 8. Uh, the Grand Slam of Curling in Canada has been using 8Ns since, uh, I believe, 2005, 2006, somewhere in that range. And one of the things that you're looking at, I know there's definitely some fan, uh, uh, fans that d- disagree with this. And we're seeing, uh, you know, a, a bit of pushback online uh, on the comments and all that stuff from the stories. But the big thing that I think most people feel like is that when you look at eight ends versus ten, you think, okay, a team has more time to come back. But uh, on Curling Zone, we actually posted a story, and we put the numbers from the last four seasons. In the men's game, it's about uh, one to one and a half percent chance of coming back better in ten versus eight. But in women's play, it's actually the opposite. Eight end games, they're coming back slightly more, and but we're talking about 1% to 2% difference, which is negligible at best. So, yeah. you know, it's really, that is not a reason not to do it. You know, people have some other thoughts about it as to time. But what's going to be really interesting is when Five Rock, which was approved last September, is brought to the table and, and put into action for the entire season. We'll, uh, you know, I think we'll see some really interesting, exciting games going forward. Yeah, a, no more it, no more running and peeling peeling your way home anymore with a two point lead. Also, uh, the curling World Cup that was announced early this year, uh, back in January. Uh, the talk right now is cities that are lining up with the four stops in the, this very first year of the curling World Cup. Uh, North American City is going to get one of those uh, four stops, and right now what we're hearing is. The second leg, which would be played sometime in the month of December, a U.S. city is firmly in the running to host that uh, second leg of the inaugural Curling World Cup. Yeah, we've seen some of the people here from uh, the potential hosting group, so they're pretty excited. Um, Can't announce anything yet, obviously, because they're still finalizing details and getting everything done, but uh, looks like we're going to see another top-notch curling event hosted in the United States next season. Yep, so as we uh, we'll step out of here and take just a quick break, we'll have a few tunes as we get ready for our next guest, Devin Haru from CBC News, one of the foremost, I'm talking must follow on Twitter, at Devin underscore Haru. He's got legions of fans as he covers Curling Canada like nobody else. We're going to talk with him about his wild year going to Pyeongchang, covering the Canadians, and certainly get ready for the U.S.-Canada tonight over at Orleans Arena, Battle of the Fans. That one will be at 6.30. Stay with us. Devin Haru's coming up next here on the Extra Extreme Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Zajanis. All right, welcome back into the Extra Extra and Podcast with the 12th and Sports Network, powered by Sigenics. Price Atkinson with the 12th and Sports Network here, joined by my good friend Jerry Gertz, President and CEO of Curling Zone. Now, we got royalty in the Curling house. Curling royalty, right? Curling here. royalty. Devin Haru, our Stop. good friend, CBC News. Nobody covers Curling Canada like Mr. Devin Haru. He is a must follow on Twitter at Devin underscore Haru. He might be the most traveled man here poolside uh, at the patch. He is a rock star, Devin. Welcome in. This is ridiculous. (laughs) And this is fantastic. It's good to be here. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes with us, Devin, because 
It's been quite a journey, especially for you. Before we get to the here and now, what's going on in Las Vegas, and certainly tonight is we've yeah. got the Battle of the Fans, North American rivalry it's once be again. Great. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be fun. U.S. and Canada. But what a year for you. I mean, you have gotten into this sport, dove in, I mean, just head first. You have had a blast. It has been a blast. And, you know, I grew up in what I like to think of the heartland of curling, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And uh, watch the, and I know there are a lot of Ryder fans out there, which I love to see. Go Riders. And, uh, you know, my first ever CBC gig yep. was at the 2004 Briar in Saskatoon. A lot of fans might remember that. That's the, the dramatic finish. Randy Furby, Mark Dacey. Dacey scores three to win it. Stun. What a day that was. And that was the first curl, brush with curling I really ever had. And ever since then, I've been with the CBC. It's been quite a journey. It really has ramped up over the last bit. I was in Pyeongchang to see Schuster and the boys win their way to gold, beat Canada twice, twice. on the way doing it. And, and, you know, the thing of it is that Schuster team, the first ever American team to beat a Canadian team at the Olympics. It was a dream run for them. Uh, congratulations to all the Americans Absolutely. here in the crowd because that was exciting. Uh, it's just rolled on. I came from Leduc, Alberta, where it was minus 28 degrees Celsius. <laughs> and now we're here with all of you guys, poolside, tough gig. Let's, let's take that step back because what was it like as you were there in Pyeongchang at the venue and you watched the U.S. really just capture lightning in a bottle and just the, it was magic. Magic, where their backs were firmly against the wall. They had a daunting three games coming up. They get through them all, including beating Kevin Cooey and the Canadians. Sure. And then, obviously, we know what happened in the medal round, beating Canada in the semis and then Nicholas Sedin and the Swedes in the final. What was it like to watch just simply the magic and what people term the miracle unfold? Miracle on ice part two, right? They yeah. were bad. They were, they were really bad early on in that championship. 0-3, oh, and, and uh, I've had a lot of conversations with John Schuster yep. over the last number of months. And I think he, you know, he was working out. He had lost a lot of weight. He was really taking his game to a different level. And I think in a lot of ways he put too much pressure on himself. So they came in with these great granite expectations. <laughs> it got to them early on. They were 0-3. They looked bad. And then John Schuster, which I think this will become a movie someday, he goes, he walks away, he sits on this grassy knoll in Pyeongchang, and he talks about you know, this come-to-Jesus moment where he was going to jump off the ledge, and his wife talks him off the ledge. And in that moment, he decides... We're just going to have fun. And I know you curling fans, if you know John Schuster, those guys like to have fun. So they decide to have fun. Everything changes. They get on a roll. And I think what I've learned covering curling very closely is, yes, we've seen the professionalization of the game. But at the core of it, there's still that spirit of curling. Yeah. And I think when, when great curling athletes can go out on the ice and play free and have fun magical things happen and we saw that with this Schuster team yeah, yeah I think it's one of the things that you've managed to bring to the game you've done an, a, a really amazing job telling stories about our athletes opening up that softer side and and uh, you know working in the sport I haven't seen anybody come anywhere near to what you've brought to the Thank table you. with Thank coverage you, on social on on, on TV, the stories you write, 
you know, there was some really touching stories. Marie Wright, mm. uh, par- Canadian Paralympic athlete, uh, as you covered the Paralympics after the, uh, after the Olympics were done. So, you know, what most people saw was the month of February where, uh, you know, the Olympics uh, caught everybody's attention. Sure. Then, you know, the Paralympics was another experience for you. And, and uh, you know, what kind of stories did you really get out of that? Yeah, I think the, the Paralympics and the wheelchair curling is something that will stick with me for a very long time. Marie Wright from Saskatchewan, from Moose Jaw, where my mother was uh, born. Uh, you know, there's, there's a woman who uh, told me coming into the Olympics she had never been on a podium in her life. 30 years prior to competing at the Paralympics, gets in this horrific car accident, uh, is left paraplegic. Her youngest daughter was in the vehicle at the time, suffered a serious head injury. To make matters worse, two years after the accident, her husband leaves her. She's adjusting to life in a wheelchair, now a single mother of four daughters trying to move on. She never gave up. She never quit. There she was competing at the Paralympics, wins a bronze medal with Canada, tears in her eyes, her two oldest daughters in the crowd, this smile that could light up a country. And then a little bit of a follow-up. There I was in Leduc, Alberta last week covering the National Wheelchair Championship. She's and got there a Canadian was, title now. And there's Marie Wright, the first female skip in Canadian wheelchair curling history to lead her team to a championship. A remarkable story, and I'm so glad I was able to, uh, to share it. So, yeah, here at the Worlds, uh, you know, you've kind of been known now a little bit in Canada as kind of Team Gushu's number one cheerleader. I, Is think. That, I thought there was a level of objectivity here. <laughs> come on, Jerry, come on. You have single-handedly drawn the, the province of Newfoundland and Labrador out of the, uh, <laughs> you know, out and into the Internet. They are participating en masse yes. in, in your uh, social media and, in, and all the engagement that goes on. It's really neat to see what you've managed to do with Gushu's team. And I guess, you know, that sets up the big rivalry tonight, Canada-USA. I love it. Yeah. I think any time Canada-USA is on ice, it's great. It was heartbreaking from a Canadian perspective <laughs> to have to cover that disaster in Pyeongchang. <laughs> we wouldn't exactly term it, a, term it as a disaster in the United States. Depends Devin. on what side of the border you're on. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, I think there was a span where I watched the Canadian women's hockey final and had to cover that, and we know what happened there. And then I had to go to the rink the same day yep. and watch Schuster beat Cooey in that game and on and on it went. So that day, that, uh, that day was the anniversary of the 1980 Miracle on Ice. Exactly. To the day. It was unbelievable. Yeah. You can't write this stuff sometimes. And I guess in a lot of ways that's why I love covering sports mm-hmm. because it really is unscripted in a world that seems more scripted and more predictable than yeah. ever. We get these beautiful moments on the ice. Uh, but tonight, I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, this has been uh, a nice reprieve to be poolside here in Vegas. I think things are going to, as I tweet often, get lit here tonight. Um, and I know it's going to start right about now, but, uh, you know, four or five days in Vegas can take its toll on a lot of people. And I know a lot of people are starting to roll in tonight. And yep. what, a, what a better way than to kick it off with this great rivalry here tonight, I expect the place to be rocking, and uh, I'm just loving leaving the pool, going into the rink, leaving the rink, 
yep. coming back to the pool. It's been outstanding. It's been great meeting a lot of the fans here. And on we go. And you're going to meet one of the USA's biggest fans here in a second, Steve Berklid, who uh, is decked out in full-blown USA regalia down there. With yeah, his, where uh, is he? His outfit. He's Steve. down there. He had Steve some... Berklid, come to the stage. I think he's a little distracted. Yeah, he's, he's in deep conversation probably about last night. But uh, before we let you go, Devin, because we just appreciate a couple minutes here with you, the game tonight. Sure. Two different teams, clearly. Kevin Cooey, John Schuster, they're nowhere to be found here, right. at least right now, a couple of them. I know uh, the boys, the gold medalists, are, I believe, probably as we speak, throwing out a first pitch at the Minnesota Twins home opener. What but a run they've had. Is there, is, is there a pride tonight after what happened in Pyeongchang? I'm probably more so on the Canadian side. It's like, we got to go back. We got to get the job done and kind of set the curling world back where it belongs where we own the rivalry. It's a great point, Price, because uh, headlines across... This was an, a, a national disaster. Yeah. They were calling for a curling inquiry after what unfolded in Pyeongchang. So right. when Canada takes to the ice, there's always a lot at stake yeah. and a lot of pride on the line. Uh, I expect it to be a good game tonight because what we know is that when you play Canada, other countries seemingly yep. always bring their best. I had a good talk with, uh, with the great Scott curler hammy mcmillan and he said all we ever cared about is beating canada once at a bond spiel that's our only goal ever of course they did it against yep. jeff stoughton i know he won't like me bringing that up in <laughs> 1999 but um i expect this one to be a good a good game tonight the american boys have had some tough losses and uh, they've been in a lot of games this week i expect this one to be a great one tonight and i hope everyone enjoys it because there's always a lot of pride on the line when Canada, USA, like I said, takes to the pebble dice. Absolutely. Well, that's going to happen tonight, 630, the Battle of the Fans, U.S., Canada. Get your tickets now if you don't have them already. As Devin said, it is going to be lit, lit. inside the Orleans Arena. As we have Steve Berkeley joining us on stage here for a quick second. He's decked out. Uh, he's gonna, uh, Devin's going to talk with him in a few minutes. But have you had some fun here, Steve, or what? A little bit, yeah. I've had a good time or two. I think you had a good time over in the uh, autograph session in the uh, up close and personal. I did yesterday. Yeah, I gave those boys a little more they bargained for. I think for for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, go to, go find Team Persinger's Facebook page, and uh, it might have spread all across the internet now. Yeah, it might not just be an emphasis, at, on, emphasis at, on spread exactly. At, <laughs> at Team Persinger on Twitter, at Team Persinger on Facebook. Go give the U.S. boys a follow. If you want to know what we're talking about up here, we won't spoil it. We will let you see Steve in his full regalia in the or front of the all the glory, all American glory. Or is he texting me back, oh, my Lanta, when he saw some of the photos <laughs> last night. But we'll step away here when we come back. Hopefully John Killerin will be around. Corey Dropkin from the U.S. coming up. You'll also hear from Jeff Walker and Brad Gushu. Got one-on-ones with them. Bring that to you here in the final segment as we get you ready for Italy and the United States at 1.30, but most certainly that U.S.-Canada game tonight. We'll do that here as we continue on the Extra Extra in Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. Go USA! All right, welcome back in to the Extra Extra in Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Cygenics. Again, Price Atkinson with the 12th in Sports Network, joined by Jerry Gertz, president and CEO of Curling Zone. And now we're joined by one of the top U.S. curlers 
Our good friend, Corey Dropkin, plays with Team Heater McCormick. You guys uh, came up. It, I, Corey, let's, tough year for you guys. Second at the Olympic Trials to John Schuster. It was, I know it was a tough finish as you guys came up short and second to uh, Persinger. But, man, you're so young. You got a whole lot in front of you. But it has been one heck of a long year for you guys. Yeah, it's definitely been a little bit of a, little bit of a struggle this year. Um, all in all, pretty good year. It's been we got a lot of experience, you know, kind of just collecting all the all the uh, all the matches, all the experience, and the you know, we've made two finals. Unfortunately, lost those two finals in the Olympic trials and the national final. And uh, um, but going forward, that's only going to help us, and um, especially personally, help me too. Um, and so, kind of looking forward to uh, what we have, and and and. Uh, um, yeah, first of all, excuse me and my voice. I've been fighting a sickness uh, the past week, so I'm just starting to recover a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're looking forward to what's to come. It's, it's been a, all, all been a good year. So, yeah, Las Vegas, uh, you come here to cheer on the team. That's certainly going to help that uh, voice, I imagine, this <laughs> week, eh? Yeah, she's going to be gone by the end of the week, that's for sure. But, yeah, I wanted to be out here. I wanted to make sure I was here to cheer the team on. I'm wearing my... Team Persinger bra- uh, bracelet, and uh, uh, I'm going to be loud and proud out there, especially tonight against Canada. So, yeah, that I- sets up that rivalry match tonight. Canada, USA, um, <clears throat> you know, the Stars and Stripes against the Maple Leaf. You know, what does it mean to you, that rivalry and, and the games you've played in the past? And, and, uh, and you know, what, uh, what you've ended up managing to do? The rivalry is huge. No matter what event you're playing in, whether it's, you know, a world curling tour event, whether it's a national world or sorry, world or Olympic event, um, you know, USA Canada game, it's always a game that's going to grab a bunch of attention. Um, whether you're from USA and Canada, you know, everyone's going to be everyone's going to be paying attention to that game. Um, it means it means a lot to all of us. You know, personally for me, you know, I, I look up to a, you know a bunch of my mentors are out from Canada. You know, you got Gushu and Martin and and Jacobs and McEwen and Carruthers, and I can keep listing them for you if you want. Um, but no, it's 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 huge. The rivalry, it's 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 a game of honor and pride. And you know, there's going to be a lot of, uh, especially for the fans, there's going to be you know a lot of colors uh, uh, um, represented out there, and and they're going to be. Uh, you know, loud and proud for their countries. It's going to be a fun atmosphere tonight. I'm looking forward to it. So you must have one in the bank. What's your biggest win against the Canadian team? Oh, goodness. I'd say, well, probably, oh, on a world level stage. Uh, Anywhere. You know what? I'd say probably against Matt Dunstone in one of the World Curling Tour events uh, when we were juniors. Um, and, you know, he's got my number for the most part. You know, he's probably above average against me, but, you know, we're best friends too, um, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, after, after quite a few losses, finally managing a win against him is it's huge. And, uh, you know, even, even, even through that off ice, we're, we're best friends. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an incredible game. All right, as we get ready for U.S. and Canada tonight, 6.30, Battle of the Fans. If you don't have your tickets, get them now as we're joined by Corey Dropkin, a member of the U.S. High Performance Program up here. Going to continue with Corey here in a second, but want to go bring a Jeff Walker in real quick. Caught up with him last night uh, after their win against uh, China. Got to talk with Jeff about the game tonight and just kind of how Team Canada is playing at this point. Here's Jeff Walker from Team Brad Gushu. All right, Jeff, uh, you guys get another win here tonight. Uh, you guys seem like you're, you know, after a few maybe early hiccups, it feels like things are kind of the ship is righted right where Curling Canada wants it. Yeah, exactly. We had a yeah a slow start, I guess you could say. We were just, I think, learning the ice a bit, 
rocks the environment and everything and yeah we weren't, weren't our best but uh, we've, we've picked it up for sure we've had a few misses here and there even in some of these last few games but you know what we're we're trending in the right direction so looking forward to to going forward to the weekend it's always fun when you have a uh, packed house of, of Canadian fans. No matter where you guys play, you guys pack the building. It's just a lot of fun, I know, playing in front of the Maple Leafs, uh, you know, and the flags hanging out all over the arena. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, we got we got uh, a great uh, support, uh, like, fan base. And, uh, yeah, like you said, wherever we go, it seems like we're loved. So that's always nice. And uh, it seems to be filling up as the week goes on. It seems like there's more and more people per draw. So and I expect more coming into the closing weekend here. So it's going to be a lot of fun playing in front of them. Have you enjoyed this uh, time in Vegas? I know it's kind of there've been distractions, like there have been for everybody. But you know, what has it been like for you personally? Uh, it's been awesome. It's uh, it is my second time to Vegas. Uh, first time playing, obviously curling. So, um, but no, it's 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 great. I mean, the weather like it's just phenomenal. So it's nice to be able to go out and you know enjoy it and and lay in the sun for a bit. But we're still here to get the job done and then focus on the curling. But like I said, it's it's different than going back into your hotel room and and. You know, maybe having a nap, and rather you can go out and lay in the sun and have a nap. So it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Tomorrow night, you guys obviously have a game in, earlier in the day, but tomorrow night going to be a lot of fun. You're playing Team USA right here in North America. That's always a fun rivalry, if you will, when you guys get together, no matter where it is, no matter who it is. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's always fun playing playing some of the American guys, and I know a few of them. Um, this team know a couple of the guys on the team, and uh, yeah, I expect a few more people in the building again tomorrow night, uh, both Canadians and Americans. So it should be a really fun, fun environment to play for sure. Does it feel like uh, in, in a, an odd way, kind of after the Olympics, you know, the, the Americans get Canada twice? Does it kind of feel like, you know, what we're going to have a little maybe payback of our own tomorrow night? Yeah, I mean, I'm not not really looking at it that way, but sure. Uh, but yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's something probably, especially Curl Canada would yeah. would like a, a little bit of a bounce back there. But you know, it's it's just gonna like I said, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, they've they, I think they've had a couple tough tough losses. I know they're gonna be gunning gunning to beat us, and we're gonna have to bring our A game for sure. All right, that's Team Gushu lead Jeff Walker. Caught up with him last night again. Appreciate Jeff, one of the classiest, nicest guys in the sport. Just appreciate a few minutes with him. And you heard it right there, Corey. Uh, you know, I think they probably smell a little blood that this is one tonight they probably want to get. Much like uh, talking with Nicholas Adine and you know some of his guys, that you know whether they go out and say it, they were ready for that one when they played Team USA earlier in the week. I think it's going to be the same thing with Brad Gushu and the boys. Very, very ready, dialed in for Team USA tonight. I think, yeah, I think both teams are going to be dialed in. I think they're both going to come out ready, uh, ready to go from 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 end one. Um, you know, USA, the Persinger and the boys, they're looking for, they're looking for another win. Um, you know, I know they had a tough start, but, you know, they got a, they got a big win against Germany last night, and they're going to be looking to feed off of that one and uh, kind of continue that streak. And so I think, you know, all they got to do really is kind of, you know, take a deep breath, relax, have some fun out there, and, you know, just curl. And that's, that's really the key. That's really the key to the game, you know, just have some fun and do your thing. Yeah, still alive in the competition. Six and six is... Uh you know, has a realistic chance of, of getting into something after Jamie Sinclair did the same thing in uh, North Bay at the Women's Worlds. Gushu, on the other hand, you know, they've got to be gunning for one of those buys to the semifinal, and a win here is important for them to keep pace with uh, Scotland and Sweden, both teams at 8-1 and one right now, Canada at 7-1. and one. So, uh, you know, very important. 
All right, uh, as we're going to step away here, appreciate Corey joining us up here for a few minutes. Uh, John Killer, the event manager of the 2018 World Men's Curling Championship, uh, I think is going to join us for a couple minutes here. Just take a quick break, come right back. But a uh, big round of applause for our man Corey Dropkin, member of the Team USA High Performance Program. The heartthrob himself, he is here. He is live at the patch as we are poolside at the Orleans Hotel and Casino. We'll be right back here on the Extraction Podcast with the 12th End Sports Network, powered by Isogenics. All right, welcome back into the Extract Trend Podcast with the 12th Inn Sports Network. Pat Price Atkinson joined by Curling Zone CEO Jerry Gertz here on stage. But now, Jerry, we are joined by John Killerin, the event manager of the 2018 World Men's Curling Championship. John, thank you so much, number one, for taking a few minutes to hang out with us and wrap up the podcast here as this will be our final segment. We'll bring you Brad Gushu. Uh, an interview I did with him last night. We'll wrap up the podcast with that here in a few minutes. Jerry and I will put a bow on this thing, but before we do that, I want to bring in John. Uh, as I mentioned, just has done a fantastic job. I just sit here and I look, a 360 view of where we're sitting at the patch poolside, John. You have outdone yourself, my friend. Uh, well, I, I, look, I didn't put the pool in. New Orleans did, and thank goodness they did. <laughs> You know, it takes me back to the first year we did the Continental Cup in 2014 when the weather was so good. Usually in January around Las Vegas, they even shut the pools down for maintenance. And about a week out from the event, we decided, hey, it's going to be warm enough next week. The general manager said a lot of Canadians coming to open up the pools, and it was as popular. Yeah. Because you imagine Canadians coming out of the cold and, and things like that, our folks in the Midwest coming over. So it was a natural to think of this with this time frame of the year to, to have the pool party out here. And we're glad that everybody's uh, enjoying it. It's become kind of the shining star, the social side of the, uh, the event so far, and we, we're happy that everybody's enjoying it. Yeah, the, the athletes are the stars, but if there's been another secondary star it has been the patch here poolside and everybody just having a blast i mean it just is a magnet bringing fans enthusiasm uh drinks the whole nine yards it is las vegas john it is just spectacular what you guys have done a ton of hard work by yourself and your entire team to make this event possible and what it is for everybody here for us to enjoy yeah, I've gotten uh, accused of never, not even making it to games because my only photos are coming from the poolside patch. It, is so. it, Jerry, is it true? <laughs> I've made most of the draws. <laughs> well, I think that's true of everybody here, and that's one of the great things about it. First off, the, the, the Orleans couldn't be a better situated situation. I mean, you got the arena right here. I mean, all we had to do is make sure everybody got from the airport over here. The folks drive in once you're here. I mean, frankly, if you didn't want to leave the property, 14, uh, you know, 14 restaurants, 16 movie screens, 70 bowling lanes, a showroom that seats 800. You yep. have so much stuff to do just here in and around the curling. Yep. And, and, and then that put the pool patch up here to boot. Um, just adds to it on that. But, I mean, we're also close proximity here to the Strip itself. Yep. Free shuttle service going back. So, I mean, anybody who's coming here, they don't have to be bored for any one second that they're going to be here. It's just exciting. Uh, we had golf discounts, helicopter tours of the Grand Canyon. I mean, there's so much wow. to do uh, when you're around here, in and around the curling. And now we're glad to see that as we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of the round robin, yep. getting to the cusp of the playoffs, the new uh, format this year, that, uh, you know, a lot more people are coming out and attending the draws. Yeah, well, with, uh, you know, anybody who's on the fence right now, they really should be thinking about getting their butts down here, shouldn't they? Well, instead of being on a fence, they should be in the water <laughs> or in one of the, you know, you can rent out one of the cabanas here. I mean, you can really do it right. 
Well, there's still lots of snow across Canada right now. Apparently, they're getting blizzards from uh, the prairies out to the east. You know, what better place to be than sitting poolside here at the Orleans? Well, and it doesn't hurt that Mr. Gushu's team is doing very well, yep. kind of pacing Nick Dean's team. Uh, you know, two teams that we certainly expected to see atop the, the table at the beginning of the week. But, but, you know, some of the other teams that are doing real well, I've, I've been personally really impressed with the guys from Scotland. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Mott's team, they have conducted themselves very professionally and very well, uh, not only uh, on the ice, but off the ice too. Real gentlemen. Uh, great young guys, and, and that you can be said for just about every one of the teams. But uh, when I've had a moment to watch the curling, the, that team's caught my eye. Yeah, yeah, those Scottish boys. I think they're the best team out there that nobody knows about yep. yet. But I think that's going to change very soon. Winners of a Grand Slam in November beating many of the world's best teams to get there. You know, those boys are for real. Yeah, yeah I got it. And we're hearing pockets of it. So who at the pools from Scotland are rooting for Team Scotland? There we yeah. go. Yeah. Look at this. Go. Look at this. You Thanks for yep. being here in great numbers. And, and you know, it's, that's what's exciting about it. These guys are here. They have support. The, the Norwegian team is here for a first time, and they have great support. Uh, you know, the Swedes are out. The Swiss are out. So uh, we're certainly seeing an international flair for this event like we haven't seen in the past with the curling events, but that's to be expected for a world championship. All right. I was thinking about it earlier this morning walking over here. I was thinking – this isn't the beginning of the end as we get into the second weekend. This is really the start of the big end, of the big weekend. This is the beginning. A lot of people coming into town, championship weekend, round-robin play will be wrapping up tomorrow. But, I mean, things are really getting cranked up now, John, and I know it's going to amp up tonight. Uh, we got a big autograph session on Saturday we'll touch on here in a second. But really amping this thing up tonight, battle of the fans. Get your tickets now, folks, if you don't have them. U.S. versus Canada. Orleans Arena, it's going to be lit back there. I can't wait. Yeah, if you're coming in and you want single-draw tickets, it's on sheet A, so that's sections 102 to 108. There you go. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I know that one by heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we expect probably our biggest round-robin crowd tonight, I would anticipate. Yep. I think if we're going to have as raucous a crowd as we have, I know that uh, Team USA is, is geared up. They got that win over Germany, uh, got some momentum going, and, uh, you know, that's the beauty of this sport is that uh, you get those inspirational kind of rivalry games going and records are off the table, everything's like that. It's 0-0 it's zero, zero at the start of the game and 10 ends later we see who's better and the crowd enjoys it. So we're looking forward to that tonight. And then we're really looking forward. I mean, the final day of the round robin now takes on a shape like it never has mm -hmm. before. You got the teams that are jockeying for those top six positions to get in the playoffs. But you also, from what I understand, have to look at the bottom of the table because there's some relegation process that may come along where a team doesn't want to finish in last place and potentially be relegated to an even more difficult qualifying situation for that country next time around. So I think it's going to bring interest there, uh, you know, to both ends of the table yep. as we wrap up the round robin tomorrow. And then uh, certainly the excitement, look, if the excitement's anything like it was for the women's worlds uh, yep. last week up in North Bay uh, with that six-team format, uh, you know, with the knockout qualifier and everything like that, uh, you know, I, th I think we expect the same for the men this weekend. All right, before Jerry and I let you go, our heroes, we'll call them our heroes, our gold medalists, a lot of different names you can give Team Schuster. They're going to be back here in Vegas. And some of them can't even be said on the air. No, just <laughs> <laughs> As they're throwing out the first pitch uh, this afternoon at the Minnesota Twins game there back at Target Field, but they're going to be back here in Las Vegas. A special afternoon set up on Saturday, yep. 5 o'clock, autograph session with all of Team Schuster. Up close and up, personal. Up close and personal. That's something that all Team the, USA And, I, and I think it's going to be, and I'm just going to say this, I think it's going to be up close and personal 
with a twist. Uh oh, there's a tease, folks. There's and I don't a tease. just mean the twist you put in your drink, depending on the cocktail you have. We we got a little twist. All right. Well, that's John Killerin for the event manager, 2018 Men's World Curling Championship. John, I know you're a busy man. We we stole you away from another meeting duties you've got. Hey, I, took, I put my enough. phone in airplane mode so it wouldn't ring for five minutes. Well, so, how about so that? Because that, that, you guys are that important. Hey, Jerry and, and Bryce, thanks for being out here. Thanks for the podcast. You do so much to help uh, promote Curling Zone and everything, to promote the, the sport. And I think with... With what Schuster's team has done, with all this enthusiasm, uh, not just in the United States, but I really feel there's a groundswell of new and, and even younger support for the sport, and I hope that uh, all of us have a sense in helping build that over the course of years. One other thing I want to do for the hotel here, a little switch up on the uh, showroom entertainment this uh, this week. Uh, we've got, uh, I think April Wine is going to be in there. And I mean, I saw <laughs> April Wine in 1982 in Reno when I was in college, so I'm even going to try to want to steal away there uh, to get in something. there and see April Wine a little bit this weekend. So uh, that's in the showroom for anybody who wants to take a show after that uh, 9.30, you know, 9.30 when things wrap up for the match. Oh, it's going to be a party. It's a party all over the Orleans, uh, Las Vegas. That party's going to r- r- really amp up tonight, U.S. Canada. John, just thanks for all your hospitality, your time, and just the hard work to make this possible for all of us joining Poolside. Have a great time. Thank all you right. very much. Thanks very much for having me. All right, that's John Killerin, the event manager of the World Men's Curling Championship, a guy who has made this all possible just cannot thank him enough for his time as Jerry Gertz and I will start wrapping this thing up right now. And Jerry, uh, bring an interview from uh, last night. Brad Gushu had about two or three minutes with Brad. Uh, you know, it feels like they've got themselves on solid footing the way they were playing a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, not happy with how they were playing, but certainly right now after last night's big win, they're feeling pretty good going into today. Yeah, I think for a team like that, they're, they're definitely going to feel some pressure from back home. You know, not from anybody specifically. It's something they'll end up putting on themselves because putting the maple leaf on your back has, you know, has expectations. And, and you know, Brad did it last year. Went, uh, played the Worlds in Edmonton and, and uh, went undefeated to win the World Championship. So, you know, there's tons of experience on this team. They, they play such a strong game. Yep. You know, they control the game. They don't give up many steals at all. Uh, probably the best in the game at limiting steals. And, and so for the U.S., their style of play fits in really well for how you have to beat Team Gushu. Uh, Richie Ruinen, he calls an aggressive game, lots of rocks in play, and he'll take some chances that you need to to beat a team like Gushu. Yeah. So looking forward to the matchup. I think it, uh, it suits USA well, and I think they'll have a chance if they can make their shots. All right, Brad Gushu is not here. This is from last night. Curling Canada fans just want to make sure uh, you're not getting the cameras out. But here's Brad Gushu ahead of tonight's game. Yeah, we've been playing good the last three, four games. We're getting a lot more comfortable with the ice and also the environment. Uh, this is certainly different for us, a different experience. And, you know, it took some adjustments early. And, and uh, you know, we're no- notoriously slow starters. So uh, we we showed that uh, we were slow. And, and uh it is a little bit different here in Vegas. This is just a different atmosphere, different vibe. I know you talked about it the other day with a couple of the riders, but how have you guys been able to adjust now? Um, you know, starting out, it, it was it was a challenge, and obviously with the setup here with the hotel and the rink next to each other and, and all these Canadian fans that have come down to support us, we, we couldn't really get away. Um, and we found a way now the, that we can go to our hotel room. We get a spot by the pool that we can we can go to and kind of separate that curling and, and enjoy the Vegas experience. 
but then when you get to the rink, then it's yeah. you know it's business time and, and it's, it's time to go curl. So um, you know I think we've done a better job and and also just embracing some of the distractions yeah. that are here. Yeah. You know you know they're going to happen, so you just you know you, you go with it, you enjoy it, and and. Uh, and see what you can do. Yeah. It was neat watching the other day uh, poolside over there, watching you walk around with uh, your two kids hand in hand around yeah. the pool. And you mentioned separation. You know, to get that family time when you're at a, on an event like this, like you're used to for a long time. Yeah, yeah, we, we're going to be down here for two weeks when it's all said and done. And, and to have my family here makes it special. Mm-hmm. And, and to get those moments where you know I can spend time with them, forget about what's happening here. Uh, it, it's it's nice because if you just focus on curling all the time, yeah. you know it's going to wear you out. Yeah. Um, um, you know, you're play, we're playing, going to end up playing 13, 14 games, depending on, on how the week goes. And, uh, you know, you, you can get exhausted if you don't separate yourself and, and take those moments to relax. Kevin Martin, a guy that you obviously know well, competed against. You guys just a lot of good history together. What was it like to have him in the building and watch him be inducted in the Hall of Fame yesterday? Yeah, it's, it's certainly, um, you know, I'm very, very happy for him. And, and uh, what he did for the sport of curling, uh, obviously what he did from a competitive stance is, uh, you know, second to none. Uh, but also he's, he's done a lot more for the game. You know, with the growth of the Grand Slam, he had a big part of that. You know, getting, um, you know, a little bit more fairness in the briar with the for the players uh, you know he was a big part of that so you know we we as younger curlers owe a lot to him and uh, the game wouldn't be where it is right now without without kevin martin and you know in my opinion from a playing standpoint and and competing against him for a lot of years Mm -hmm. you know he was the best player i've ever played against and in my opinion the best uh, that's ever played um and uh yeah certainly deserving proud of him happy for him and and uh, to have it done in vegas i'm sure he, he had he's had a good time over the last couple of days lastly tomorrow night you got a game beforehand but it's always a fun matchup and rivalry when the north america's come together curling the united states it's gonna be a fun evening here in vegas should be a packed house i know it's gonna be a lot of fun for you guys yeah i'm, I'm excited about it and, and i know there's going to be a wave of fans coming in for the final weekend that are probably going to start showing up tomorrow morning tomorrow afternoon so so I uh, certainly expect a big crowd tomorrow night. Um, you know, the U.S. is going to have their supporters, and, and hopefully we have a few more. I don't think that will be a problem. <laughs> so, uh, so I think it's, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Yeah. And, um, you know, th- they seem like they've been playing okay, just quite, not quite making the, the right shot at the right time. And, um, you know, I don't necessarily think the record's indicative of how they played. So we're going to have to be sharp and, and, and play our best. All right, that's Brad Gushu, the one of the game's biggest stars, if not the biggest star in the game, Skip, of Team Canada. And you heard it right there, Jerry. Uh, ready for tonight? Yeah, I think uh, he knows. Uh, he's played these guys before. You know, they, they know not to take anybody lightly. I think uh, they, he's gotten himself to a, t- a spot in the game where, you know, it doesn't matter the opponent on the other side of the sheet. You know, you got to show up and, and be ready. Uh, anybody here can can beat anybody on any given day, and and you better have your A game if you want to to win. All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. It's just been a lot of fun to do this here at the Patch. Something I never thought would be possible, especially coming out here. Knew we were in for a lot of fun, but the chance to do it, Rod Paulson and, and John Killerin and the folks with the organizing committee that that allowed and suggested the opportunity to do up here. It's been a fun last hour as we get ready to go back over for the one thirty draws, Italy uh, in the United States, and obviously the big one tonight. But you know, just appreciate all your help, your hard work this year. As this is episode forty three, I would probably venture to say you've been on it least half of them if not more but does uh, your work at curling zone covering the game everybody can check it out curlingzone.com at curling zone on twitter nobody covers curling 
like you do. Thanks, Bryce. Appreciate it. Uh, you know what? The game has given me a lot, and, and I really love traveling around and seeing familiar faces. <laughs> you know, lots of people from around the world showing up here in Las Vegas for the uh, World Championship. And, and you know what? Again, I couldn't, couldn't say it enough. The, the amazing hospitality here the poolside at the patch. Uh, this patch is going to be rocking. It rocks till 7 o'clock every night. I'm sure it's going to rock even a little bit harder and louder as we get into the weekend. Just a blast to be out here with you. Appreciate everybody listening poolside and hope you enjoyed it. The 12th in Sports Network powered by Cigenics. You can subscribe on iTunes, the Extra Extra and Podcast. You can check it out on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, uh, the Apple Podcast app on your smartphone, Stitcher, or you can go to tesn.us forward slash podcast. Listen to previous episodes as this is episode 43 that we have done this year, Jerry. Yeah, we'll have it uh, posted to the front page of Curling Zone as well. So if you're yep. not sure about all these other apps, there'll be a link right on the front page. So you can always click there to download and listen. Well done, my friend. Don't forget autograph session Saturday. 5 p.m. and up close and personal with Team Schuster with a twist, as you heard from John Killer and tease that. And then tonight, Battle of the Fans, U.S. and Canada at 6.30. But for Jerry Gertz from Curling Zone, I'm Bryce Atkinson with the 12th In Sports Network. For all our guests that we had up here, Devin Peru, John Killer, and Corey Dropkin. Appreciate everybody poolside listening here to the Extra Extra and Podcast with the 12th In Sports Network, powered by Isogenics. We'll see you soon. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In Podcast with Price Atkinson. Follow Price and the 12th In Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook to stay up on our weekly contests, giveaways, and guests for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In Podcast, powered by Isogenics. Ready for a different kind of distance? In South Dakota's open spaces, there's room to ride stop and explore when you're ready to travel great places are waiting learn more at travelsouthdakota.com ready for a different kind of distance in south dakota's open spaces there's room to ride stop and explore when you're ready to travel great places are waiting learn more at travelsouthdakota.com